Hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are back to playing Hunter the Reckoning tonight. We are continuing our chronicle, Your City Lies in Dust. Uh, we are on episode six, not counting session zero. Uh, we had, I would say, the, the close to act one of our chronicle uh, last time we played, uh, which got really intense as we almost lost a character. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, but I figured Ashley would be very mad at me if I killed her off right away. So, but I'll do it soon. <laughs> It'll happen soon. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I think you're definitely you're definitely first on the list, uh, and then we'll just sort of work our way around. Uh, but yeah, we had uh, we had a what five episode run with the eye thief stuff. Uh, this next one will. It'll be different. We'll see where we go. We'll see where we go with it. I will, I'll throw some stuff out there, and we'll kind of see what we follow around, and then you all kind of dictate where we go from there. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, we also dropped some uh, some little hooks, some little hints of stuff at the end of uh, end of the last session as well, as we were kind of closing down a little 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 montage, and maybe we'll follow up on a few of those. Uh, they also had some XP that they earned, uh, all the hunters, and they they invested. Uh, I would hope wisely. And go from there, Alvin. Hopefully, you and in, you invested in a divorce lawyer uh, as a contact because it's probably going to be happening at some point, and maybe a custody battle at some point could be coming down the pike for you. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, perfect timing, Australis. Yes, uh, child services. <laughs> okay, uh, so why don't we do some intros and then we'll dive in. So, uh, Long, tell us who you're playing. Yes, I'm playing Alvin Tal, our martial truth seeker. Pretty much skilled in judo, focusing on finding the truth of what this supernatural is. And a little bit of uh, edges and perks that I have. The library, so I can do some research. A feature, I've got the cell chef. Hasn't really come up, but I can cook to heal us. Yes, that's a, that, that would be particularly useful. We probably could have done that at some point. You all were sticking together so much last time around that we easily could have done it. There wasn't a whole lot of like group splitting that they're all like two and two at best. There wasn't like everyone wasn't really scattered to the wind. So we probably could have worked it in. Yeah, uh, Maria could have probably used some of that. Cause I still have an injury that I think I've been hanging on to mm. since like first or second session. A good meal would have helped. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's all right though. Uh, we're just all figuring it out. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it together at some point. Uh, next up. Uh, we've got uh, we've got Ashley. Ashley's playing Elaine. Elaine probably suffered the worst of all four uh, yeah, at the end of the last session. An eye. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My bad. Uh, it's fun. I well, I told it. you like you're <laughs> the reason you're not missing both of those eyes is because of the one thing you have like that defends mm-hmm. you. The ar- artifact. Yep. You have the the artifact. I have the shield Edra. artifact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the only reason I was like, okay, I'll let the first grapple only take. I'll let him do like one eye at a time, yeah. and see if she gets away. Then she and if I didn't break eye. out, I would have lost my. Second you would have lost eye. the second oh. eye. I would have taken yeah. the second. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, but tell I'm us about Elaine. Yeah. Raves. She's our underground occultist. Uh, her drive is pride. She's been injured by the uh, unknown for twice now, and uh, it's pissed her off a bit so she's got some retribution she needs to dole out fair enough fair enough okay uh next up we've got coyote rust aaron tell us about rust my name's coyote rust if you don't know 
when I was a kid, small kid, something crawled inside of me and made me kill my entire family. Tore them pieces, pieces everywhere. They put me away. They put me away for over a decade until that thing was forced out of me. Granny or demon, spider, spirit, I don't know what. And then I've been fighting the war as a vengeful apostate, taking retribution to the monsters and the humans that support the monsters. I've lost friends along the way, but I'm still fighting the good fight. That's who I am. Oh, also, I live on the street because clearly I'm crazy as bat shit. Yeah, that's 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 probably pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, he cracks me up every time you go to start introducing Russ. I love how you lean in, like like <laughs> Mr. Crazy Man, leaning into the like we can't hear you. <laughs> so good. Russ but you're yelling. <laughs> yeah. He's got that like Kiefer Sutherland whisper yell at the same time. It's so good. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, uh, we we have Melissa playing Maria Baum. Go ahead and tell us about Maria. Yeah, I was just thinking with the Kiefer Sutherland reference that like Act One was almost like an episode of Twenty Four because it was very like kind of real time, like as the hours went. Yeah. Uh, so not what I intended, but <laughs> that's how it turned it out. That's how it turned out. Yeah, it was, and it was. It's an action-packed set of hours there. So Maria is our, um, she's a plumber by trade, um, but she is a blue-collar inquisitive. Um, She, I would say I, playing Maria, sometimes forget that she is the oldest of the group um, and doesn't know any more than anybody else in the group, but uh, she can... uh, try to get folks in line if she needs to. Uh, she was trying to figure out what was going on with her mentor uh, during the first art act. And that was some hints were dropped, but uh, kind of unsuccessful. So I'll be curious to see where that goes. Uh, we met her sister who works in like finance. Uh, so that kind of came up there and she would like to pair Elaine's neighbor friend with her uncle who is in a uh, care placement and have them both uh, taken care of. Okay. Uh, your uncle's, I think name is, is it uncle Luther? That's what I have. Yes, it him. is. Okay. Yep. It's always dangerous when I start writing your relatives and friends' names down. That's, that's yes. a hint that something bad's about to happen to them. Yes. And there's uh, an aunt Pearl too. But okay. You should, well, there goes auntie Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> She's gone. Okay. Got it. All right. And then there's Mr. Ponder. That's the neighbor who we had a situation change at the end of yeah. the last time. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, let's do a little summary and then we'll dive back in. So sort of a, a sort of generic summary of our of the first act. So the Chronicle, our Chronicle began with a, a massive dust storm that kind of came and swept across the Phoenix Valley. That's our That's our setting. And it left basically most businesses and residences without power one night. And we had this this huge blackout one night. Now, in the wake of the dust storm, Quixote received a frantic call uh, from his friend, Brock. Uh, Brock Davies, who manages a homeless shelter south uh, in like southern Phoenix area. Uh, and he was being apparently stalked by a creature of the night. Uh, and the hunter cell rallied. Everyone kind of got together. And he went to kind of go help out uh, Quixote and try to find Rust. 
and you encountered what we later learned was essentially an eye thief, this like skin wrapped mummy figure that had all these dozens of shifting eyeballs that was like they were moving around its lanky body. You also found Brock eventually. He was he was horrifyingly eyeless. Just just they were taken out, like not ripped out. There's no trauma. They were just gone. Uh, same with one of the 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 train employee the train yard employees that you came across as well. Uh, Brock was also beaten up. <laughs> I I realized I did a lot of horrible things to Brock, and I don't know why it is. I really should probably explore that one day about why I beat. I had a friend named Brock growing up. Maybe I have some un unsettled issues anyway uh but brock was beaten up by these deranged club goers uh, that seemed to be high on something uh brock was uh, not the only victim of course um you all ran into some issues when you took him to the a local hospital called Valleywise medical uh and it kind of was tied in with this pro bono medical med van service called valley medcor that were somehow connected to these victims uh, and also this private security company called Locker Room Control that also seemed to be kind of tied in together. And from what you kind of all, all gathered, it looked like Locker Room Control was kind of rounding up these victims, like kind of collecting them and delivering them what, to this, what ended up being these hidden labs uh, beneath the hospital that was somehow connected to this medical prison as well. Um, a couple of you encountered the head uh, or at least the 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 manager of of Valley Medcor, this Doctor Wendell Drebin, turns out that he may be some sort of uh, supernatural creature, uh, or or have some sort of supernatural ability. Uh, you all eventually met with another victim of the Eye Thief, and then and he laid a trap for this this creature. And during that trap is when Elaine got her eye taken out, and where all of you got got tranked by these locker room control agents and left uh, just left there as Elaine was taken. All of you decided to, okay, we got to help Elaine. And so you, because you had this like tracking uh, dart uh, on the, uh, on the creature, you were able to kind of find Elaine at that point. You broke into these hidden labs late at night. Uh, it was bordering this place called Alhambra Correctional. And once inside, you kind of, you found the sewer exit, entrance exit. You worked your way in. You found all of the victims of the eye thief kind of networked and connected. And they were being studied because you learned that there's some sort of dreamlike telepathic connection between the eye thief and its victims. Elaine was even suffering from it. You managed to free Brock, uh, Brock's friend Shelby, Elaine. You left the kid, Jonathan, there. Um, you killed the two, I should say, Kyoti killed the two locker room control agents on your way out. And you all took uh, a doctor by the name of Zach Blink hostage as you tried to evacuate with the alarms blaring. You also stole a, um, a computer, uh, from the lab as well. And then you, you managed to get, get, get out. You managed to get out of there. Actually, you managed to, to sort of free yourselves. Uh, and when we last saw everybody, Everyone kind of had a weird moment at the end of the last session. Alvin, we saw you uh, kind of going to your dojo and seeing there was some sort of violent uh, event that happened with a spar. Like somebody was like, you know, was kind of covered in blood and kind of thrashing around on the ground. Elaine, we saw that your dear neighbor, Mr. Ponder, was apparently mm-hmm. getting put into a nursing home by a son after he went, kind of got lost wandering yeah. around. Um Let's see. Uh, Rust saw a news report about a kid attacking uh, their parents and then had this weird moment where like the ticker of the the closed captioning seemed to be communicating with Rust and Rust like reflection was sort of waving at him. And then Maria, 
Well, Maria, you went to visit Katya and you were greeted by a young woman uh, in her 20s pointing a gun at you uh, inside her home. So I'll just toss it to you. Where would we like to start? Any of those? Maria? Probably Maria. That makes the most (laughs) sense. I think the gun in the face kind of uh, demands some uh, Okay. Uh, So yeah, let's roll for initiative. All right. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So you go ahead and drop. See, when you... So we'll move over. Remember that Katya is living in like an apartment behind her valley, like trade supply company, right? Where she does like various construction supply companies. So it's in a fairly industrial area downtown. And you, you, you come in and you were here last time you were here. You kind of scrounged around. You got some like kind of cryptic messages, like little coded messages that you and Katya might share with each other mm-hmm. that suggest that Katya was like on a hunt. She was doing something like, and so yeah. while you weren't sure what she was doing, you, 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 you knew enough to know that she wasn't like in immediate danger. Well, you see her, you see this woman, she's in her twenties. You can tell very young. Uh, and you can tell that the, the home like Katya's place has been torn up a bit. You can see some drawers have been opened. Some stuff has been moved about uh, here and there. She's definitely young, much younger than you, probably half your age. You can see that her hair is dyed like red and orange and like one side is shaved and it's kind of flopped over. You see what looks like a tattoo of some kind over the years. Um, And she's got this gun. She's looking, she's arms extended. She's dressed, you know, with kind of this, this mix between like bright red kind of latex and like black leather. And as she points the gun at you, you can tell that she's also chewing gum. And while the gun's pointed in your direction, you see her just go, and she blows a bubble and snaps. And she says, who the hell are you? I'm coming to check on my friend. What are you doing in her house? She kind of, you hear her, I kind of cock the gun. That wasn't an answer. Who the hell are you? If you know who lives here, you know I'm not answering that question. She'll blow another bubble. She thinks about that for a second. Roll a roll a charisma test. Oh, you had to say charisma. Because you're not manipulating her. This is just force of personality, right? Like roll <laughs> charisma. Uh, and I'll say you can use doesn't sound like you were like really kind of intimidating. So I'll say you could just do like charisma slash. Mm, I'll give you you can go ahead and do persuasion. That's fine. Um, I mean, I can see it being straight charisma. Like, I'm, I'm not saying anything. No, 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 no. So usually pair it with something. All right. Then that I've got uh, three in persuasion and two in charisma. Oh, God. I just and... finally looked over at chat. Hey, Chuck. <laughs> just saw my face <laughs> in the feet. All right. So that I've got a six and a seven and two tens. So that is. Okay. So it's a crit. That is a crit and then six successes okay so you see her just like blow the bubble one more time and she just sort of shrugs she kind of reholsters the weapon oh you must be maria okay and she kind of just pulls back on the red jacket kind of puts it into a hole puts the gun back into the holster and she goes back to looking around yeah caught you ain't here i yeah i stopped by a couple days ago i got her message uh so you didn't do you said it was kind of messy in there, right? Mm-hmm. You so you didn't 
do this. What? Did, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out where the hell she went. I, um, still kind of at a disadvantage here. Uh, you know my name. I don't know your name. Oh, she doesn't talk about me. Well, that's interesting. She told me about you, but she didn't tell you about me. Well, I guess we know which one her favorite is, huh? And the whole time, uh, she's just chewing gum, blowing bubbles the whole time. I'm really not going to play the sass game with you. I'm just not. Can I'll call you Bubbles. How's that? You don't give me a name, you're Bubbles. Nice to meet you, Bubbles. I'm Marina. You, you can call me Rena. That's fine. Don't call me Bubbles. What are, what are we, five? Uh, hey, whatever works. So yeah, she, do you know where she's at? Of course she's I know where she's at. She's helping me with something. Okay, well, well then tell me. So I, I need to talk to her and she's not answering her phone. She uh, left me a message in a code. Yeah, the same okay. code. And what was that message? Let's go. Come on. Can I do some kind of a check here? Because I'm guessing that Katja has never mentioned her to me before. So, like, I still uh, want to try to get a sense do... of, like... It, no, it's we could say it's possible, and maybe she has, and you just haven't put it together. Um, how about give me a like an insight-ish kind of a thing? Yeah, we'll do like maybe like an insight, um, maybe a wits thing to see if you can kind of recall Rena or something about okay. her. Yeah. Um, that's two successes. Um, two successes, huh? She, you don't recall a name, Rena, uh, but at some point you probably, you've probably heard stories like Katya, she's an older hunter. She's been around the block a few times uh, and she's, she's run with different cells. Uh, and maybe you've heard a story or two about one of Katya's old friends old friends who uh old cellmates basically who had a kid and occasionally occasionally Katya would uh kind of look out for her or something like that maybe the the the, the ages match up but you probably don't know too much about it all right um i'm gonna make something up as sort of like a little test like you see in the movies, and I'm just not smart enough to make up on the t- tip of my tongue where I say, like, oh, yeah, she must have known you from the time she was in, like, San Antonio, but I know she was never in San Antonio. She was in Dallas or some kind of little thing just to see if she catches the error and kind of confirm that they're friends. Okay. So you, you throw that out there. Kind of You try to do some sort of some sort of test to see if she'll she'll, like, take the bait. And you just hear her head just kind of turn over and she kind of raises her eyebrow. Real smooth, that Booma. Real smooth. And uh, she, she continues to kind of start going through her stuff. No, no, no. I know Katya. Like, uh, or Auntie. She never talks about her niece, huh? Never talks about her niece to you. You must not be that close. Our, our relationship is more of a professional relationship nah. not that i we don't look out for each other but you know sure talk a sure. lot of business 
That's great. Now, speaking of business and professional stuff, can you uh, can you tell me where where she went, where she's yeah. going? And I'm stalling because I can't find it in my notes. But she had mentioned it was like a rehab kind of a place mm-hmm. that was in Scottsdale that she had mentioned. It was like where okay. she was going. Yeah, you know, you remember enough. Yeah, it's uh, it's I think it was like Advanced White Whitehall Advanced Care Center. I think is what it was called. Um, because you had the you had the flyer for it. Yeah, uh, that you yeah. saw like a little pamphlet for it. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much. Uh, and then she starts walking towards her. You, you can go ahead and clean this up, right? And she's like getting ready to leave. And she like looks back. She says this kind of stuff. She's putting sunglasses on in the process. Maria just sort of sighs and is like, ah, millennials. <laughs> okay. Do you let her go? Yeah. Okay. And she leaves. All right. Uh, now, the rest of you. Is there anything else you like? There are things that we could have followed up on if you wanted. Uh, if there was anything immediate that you wanted to follow up on based upon what happened last, does anybody want to call for a scene or something like that? Yeah, just immediately the violence occurring in the dojo at the moment. Someone's getting okay. beat up. Sure. So, yeah, in the dojo, which uh, was the name of your dojo again? I think I think we have it. Fist of Harmony. Yeah, Fists of Harmony. Perfect. Okay. Just such a interesting name for a dojo. Uh Okay, so you, when you arrived, remember that we were initially putting Brock and Shelby kind of in the back because uh, it's probably in some sort of strip mall and like maybe you have an extra lot or something. And you're able to set them up temporarily until Sister LeBlanc can, can help place them better. Um, but you go out into the, the main floor uh, where probably one of your fellow senseis or something like that uh, was running a class. Teenage kids, mostly. uh, Younger teenage kids, maybe 14, 15, something like that. And when you head out there, you notice, like, there's there's a little bit of chaos happening. As you see, a lot of, like, the kids are, like, freaking out. And you can see a few of them have their phones out, which they totally shouldn't. And they're kind of filming... And you can see that there are two bodies on the ground. One of which is beaten and bloody. Everyone's got the, the your normal your gi the, like the normal gi on. Is that is that, I mean, is that what they call, we call it in judo? Too, yeah, I think I that's think. what it's called. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure if it was different for different different uh, arts, um, but they all got like the kind of matching gi on. And you you notice that one of them is is just like their face has been pounded and blood is coming in there like you can see that their chest is moving but they are in serious serious pain the broken nose eye swollen some probably a fracture of a bone in the cheek uh teeth on the ground and then you see another kid uh, and again these are all 14 15 16 year old kids is off to the side and there's like five people holding him down uh one of whom looks to be like the sensei uh that that is on on call right now and this is what you see. Mm. Pretty much call an ambulance, maybe. Maybe this guy needs can needs okay. help. Yeah. So you get on the yeah. phone, uh, and when you see when you like when you when you step in, like the the other sensei. Do you have a name for who else might work here? Let's call him Joseph. Okay, Joseph. All right. So Sensei, Sensei Joseph. I'm not sure again. I don't, I've never taken a judo class before. Sensei Joseph 
Um, he sees you come Hold in. Hold the side. Tell him what's going he's on. Like, he's on top of the guy. And, oh, okay. and and he's like, and he sees you. He's like, call nine, call an ambulance. Call an ambulance. He kind of calls out to you when she sees you. Think, and he's like, what? I don't know what the hell just happened. He's 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 flipping out. We need we need it for both. We get one guy. Uh, can you check him? Can you see if he's breathing still? And he's pointing to the kid in the middle of the of the you know the of the the room who's bleeding. Yeah, I'll, I'll go up to him, check him, get the ambulance okay. on the line. All right, so you got your phone out. You're calling nine one one. Why don't you do a quick test? Do like a wits. Um, what's it called? What's the health thing in this? I always medicine? forget the skills. Medicine. Thank you. Wits medicine. Let's just do a quick check to see if like he needs anything right now or if if he's you're good to just sort of leave him until ambulance arrives three normal uh, success yeah you you take a look at him and it doesn't look like he's not like swallowing his tongue or anything he's still breathing he looks to be in pain he also looks to be kind of vaguely coming in and out of consciousness like his eyes are kind of moving around you can tell concussion maybe um you don't see any wounds that, like on his neck or anything it's mostly just his face um, but you can tell, like his hand is a bit mangled too. But you don't see any anything to his chest, anything to his neck. It doesn't look like he's he's gonna run out. But you know, you know, the sooner the better, obviously. But it doesn't look like you need to do CPR or anything like that. Okay, I'll just let him be there. I think he'll be fine for now. Check up on this raging kid. See what's okay. happening. Okay, so then for that, as you take a look at him, why don't you roll? I mean, I'll say three successes. We can roll the same. We'll roll it over. We'll just say we'll apply it to both. As you step over to the other guy, you look at him, you look down, and this kid is, his face is flush. His eyes, his pupils are dilated. And you can see that there's, like, in the sclera of the eye, it's just, like, red bursting. Like, and you can tell that he's, his, he seems like he's in a rage, uh, like his neck, you can see the veins like popping out of his neck as he's strange foams kind of coming out of his mouth. And this kid's like, you know, 15 years old. He's a scrawny 125, 130 pounds. And it's taken Sensei Joseph and like three other guys to hold him down as he's thrashing around and trying to get off. Uh, you would probably, you think he might be on something. Can you tell what happened? What was causing this? We were we were just doing spars, and he went he went crazy. Okay, he just he flipped out. We got to call the parents. I don't know, and you can see he's just kind of panicking. Your sensei, and like a couple of the other kids are just like he kicked his ass. It was you know they're kind of getting all excited. And a few of them are like moving around with the phones, filming everything as it happens. I'll sort of like stand in the way of what they're recording. Sort of deal. Like okay, you don't need to see this. Like sensei Alvin, get out of the way, sensei Alvin. You make a better door than a window. Cup, you know, stuff like that. Okay. What else do you want to do? Hmm. Guess we'll keep him down until he calms down, if that, at all. I mean, like they have him down. Like they have him down, and it doesn't look like the other kid is in the verge of dying at any point. Is there anything else you want to do? We'll go to his belongings that keep it sort of like lockered up maybe he's got something sure weird yeah and i would say since you since you basically work here so to speak you uh you could probably get like an emergency key or something like a universal key um 
Uh, yeah, and maybe the maybe one of the other kids kind of points out whose you know whose locker it is. But you go over, um, you open up. You can see his like he's got a like a book bag like in the bottom of the locker, uh, and it looks like he's got like his shoes, change of clothes, and stuff. You start taking all that kind of things out. Um, you start sifting through it, and you find you know usual stuff here and there. Like nothing kind of stands out to you at any point until. Um, you reach into the pocket of the jeans that the kid was wearing and you pull out what looks like an empty bag that is got like a little bit of dust in it like a little bit of tiny little like something was in here before a little tiny little little flakes this kind of um a kind of peach colored powder i'll just pocket that for now something okay. looked into all right and pretty much cancel the class and have the parents come and take everyone's child away. Okay. So you get on the phone, you start calling everybody, calling all the parents. Some of them are like, what happened? And give you a little bit of peace of their mind. And like, if this is how it's going to, ha- you know, if this is the type of violence to expect at the fist, it's called fist of harmony. No, no. We know we practice no violence. It's all self-defense. No violence. Submit- yeah. <laughs> Okay, so at a certain point, we'll say the uh, the ambulance arrives, cops as well, considering an assault has taken place, and you can see that there is a series of questions. Uh, the kids start answering the questions and stuff like that. Like a couple of them have to linger around. The parents start arriving, becomes a whole scene, and to the point where like even you know the the cops are kind of coming around and asking you questions. The the sort of the paramedics are tending like there's two sets of paramedics each of them tending to one of the kids they're, they're having to strap the one kid down and then they have to sedate him uh to keep him from kind of flipping out the parents arrive of both the you know both these kids and they're freaking out as well so i guess the the question i have for you then is when the cops start and you know asking questions and they, you know, is, you know, did you see any, you know, any signs, any reason, you know, was, was, was he, you know, did they hate each other? Were they fighting? Like, what, what's going on? Is there, is there any reason why something like this would happen? And, and do you Pretty much keep them out of the dark? Be like, no, these kids got along well. I came out, no idea what they're doing. Like, like do, do, were they, were they on something, you know, like, kind of start asking questions like, like, is, uh, they have a drug history. You see any, any kind of, you ever notice them, you know? Did they smoke the weed? You know, anything like that? I know what kids do these days. But I pretty much just keep it what I found on the okay. down low. All right. Not so then, then what I, then I would want is I would want uh, a test to see if you can okay. just kind of lie since you did pick something up. Um, so you can roll composure and like um, persuasion if you want. It's fine. Or if you have something else you would think of, but that. Composure because you're lying. You're just trying to keep mm-hmm. your cool. Sutterfuge, maybe? Yeah, Sutterfuge would be fine, I guess. There are so many skills in this game and mm. all the other games that we play. I always forget the subtle <laughs> yeah. differences between which them. So it's just like, ah. Yeah, I don't have any of that, so I'm getting arrested. No, let's see. Dang. Uh, it's going to be, uh, I'll say this is, like, they don't suspect you of anything. Just so we'll just make it straightforward. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be two successes. It's just charisma. I just have two. We'll roll it. Okay. Go for it. I got one, but I can spend a willpower here to roll the other. Go for it. 
Yeah, it's still one success. Okay. All right. So you're the consequence of like you can tell that they, you know, as as like as you answer those these questions and you're just like no 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 no, you kind of get the sense I would say that they not only do they not believe you, but they're kind of getting a little nerd. You know, they're kind of looking around and they start like, you mind if we uh we take a look around? You know, just kind of. We want to take a look, you know, we, can we see, you know, we want to take a look at the uh, you know, premises. Rock and Shelby are still here, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, if we can go through some of the some of the things and such, you know, maybe someone around here is... And you can tell that they're getting a little bit more invasive now and that your attempts at deception were not successful. Uh, pretty much just turning back like, no, no, there's... You don't need a warrant for that, come on. Okay, we're gonna go that route. A couple kids get hurt on, on the premises of your business, and you're okay. You don't want to help them out. Okay, good to know. Maybe the community needs to know exactly the way Fists of Harmony does business. I see how it is. Not protecting the kids that are under your care. You have a license. Uh, you have a license to operate this, right? No, of course, I have a. Hmm. Can we see that at least? I can bring that up. Says this is expiring in a few months. Interesting. Okay. Easy enough to renew. I don't know. After this incident, it might not be as easy as you think. Yo, Billy, and he kind of like turns to his, his other guy. Billy, you got a friend <laughs> down downtown, right? No, yeah. Let me help uh, put a good word in for Mister Tao. No, it's fine. Okay. You know, obstruction of justice is. <laughs> They just kind of <laughs> dance around. They don't have you on anything, but they dance yeah, around yeah. and they kind of lean into you a bit. And you can tell, like, that, like, okay. After a couple hours pass of, like, them asking questions and people kind of getting either taken away, you know, or they just drive off with their parents or something like that. You can tell, like, they go to leave. I'm like, well, yeah, uh, we're going to go ahead and escalate this up to one of the detectives and uh, we'll kind of, we'll be back. I don't think it's the last time you, uh, you're going to see us. Well, uh, we'll see you around, Mr. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I never actually got your last name. What's your last it's name, this? Tao. Alvin Tao. Alvin Tao. Okay, I'll go ahead and just write that down right here. We'll be seeing you. And they and they depart. Okay. That's so. not going to come back to bite us in the ass. <laughs> hey, actual wrote, cops, they're not locked. I, wrote, I don't know that. Uh, I wrote, <laughs> failed to deceive cops. That might yeah. be even worse. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, like locker room, you can't go to jail from them. You just get beat up. Uh, okay. Uh, so, Coyote or Elaine, uh, yours was a little bit more murky. Like, it wasn't necessarily in need of anything immediately right then. But, like, what would Coyote or Elaine, whoever, whoever has an idea, can pop in? Yodi would uh, probably, after he saw his reflection moving independently and, and heard the voice, uh, he would immediately call Sister LeBlanc. I think I, I should clarify. I don't think it was that you heard the voice. I think you saw the oh, CC. Oh, saw it. Yeah, like, yeah, because you were like looking through glass right. and That's like right. the CC said it. And you get, yeah, you get Sister LeBlanc. Uh, she, you, you, she she answers the phone and she, and, and she says... Uh, okay, what what is it now? I'm trying to find a sister. replacement for your friend. Yeah, what is it? Thank, thank you, sister. Thank, 
I don't know. I don't know how I could fight this war without your sister. Thank you so much, Brock. He, Brock and Shelby, they didn't deserve what happened to him. But we got to get him out. But something, something else is happening, sister. Something else is happening to me. I gotta, I gotta talk to you. Okay, okay. <coughs> you just calm down. Something's always happening, and I'm not gonna be here forever. So you're gonna need to take a couple deep breaths. Okay. Deep sister, breaths. I think it's. Sister, I think, I think it's coming back, sister. You think Watt's coming back? I think Granny's coming back. I think no. the spider that ate my soul is coming back, sister. No, we went through this. We went. The exorcism was thorough. I just, I just, I just saw my own reflection wave. I wasn't waving, and then across the screen, she t- she spoke to me across the across the screen. Rust. When was the last time you had a good night's rest? Uh, it, sister, it's a war. I don't have time to sleep. Well, you better find time. Because what we need are soldiers who can discern reality from figments of their imagination. So that's, all, that's all you think it is, sister? You think it's just my head playing with me again? I was there. We got the thing out of you. All right? I was there. I wouldn't lie to you. You're okay. It was thorough. All right, All right sister. Uh, do, do you got to leave for Brock and Shelby? I've got a... I've got a, a... A priest friend up in Prescott owes me a favor. The Sacred Heart Church. He's agreed I, to take him in. He, he understands. I mean, I don't... I don't know if if they can track them back through that eyeless creature that they let live. But he he understands the war we're fighting, right, sister? You can say that he's still fighting it. Oh, thank you, sister. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go check in on Brock and Shelby and make sure they're safe until you until your friend can get them. Okay. Should I'll, be I'll, another, I'll sleep. another day or two. Another day or two. All right, sister. Uh, there'll be a new phone waiting where we normally exchange. Crack. Just another whatever. Okay. Um, and we could say that by the time you get over uh, to check on Brock and Shelby is we'll say at that point the cops and the ambulances have departed you can kind of see them leaving the premises as you get as you get there, Coyote. You're probably hopping buses and things, and you can see that it's kind of the lights are still on, and you kind of look through the window and you can see on the you know, on the ground there's like blood stains and stuff. There's Alvin, he's there as well. Uh, lights are still on, but no one else is there. It looks to be just Alvin. Maybe the sensei, other sensei is around. The Coyote runs up and grabs Alvin. He's like, "They didn't get him, did they? Tell me no, they're okay still." No, Russ, they're they're fine. It's a little incident occurred. But they're fine. Oh, thank God! I knew, I knew they'd be safe with you. Thanks. I, I'm, can I go see him? Of course, they're in the back. You know where. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Alvin. Uh, so yeah, and there's like I, I, I think let's call it like maybe the, maybe you have like another lot planned for expansion or something like that. But right now, it's it's just sort of a secured second lot on the, on this strip mall. And a couple cots are set up. There's some food, some water. 
Uh, you can tell they're both resting. But you come so, in. Go ahead. I was just going to say, so he would go in and he would see them asleep and he would kneel next to Brock's cot in prayer. And then he would probably fall asleep in prayer and just slowly lean his head over and it would be resting on the cot next to Brock. Wonderful. Okay. All right. It's that. So, Kyoto, you fall asleep. Alvin, maybe you peek in and you can see there's Kyoto just like kind of falling asleep on the side. Uh, Alvin, would you hang around or would you would you leave at this point? Once everything's calmed down, I'll just go ahead and leave. Okay. Tell everyone else to go home too. Okay. So Sensei, Sensei Joseph was the only one who was left at that point. He was kind of hanging around, making sure all the kids get picked up or they drive, you know, those who don't have their own cars and kind of get picked up. Uh, dealing with a lot of angry and concerned parents about the incident. Um, kind of reassuring them that this is not something that's going to continue to happen. But eventually, you know, Sensei Joseph leaves, you kind of turn the lights off. You know that Kyoto's there and you depart as well. Elaine, uh, the last thing we left you with was Mr. Ponder's son, Stephen, who mm-hmm. we know is a real son of a bitch. I'm not sure if Stephen's still in the chat. Uh, but <laughs> At least he doesn't like me. Yeah, he he doesn't like you. And he was kind of saying, he was kind of packing up a bag. And he was, you know, kind of and on his way out as you were kind of going back home. He didn't even flinch at your missing eye. He just moved yeah. past kind of gave you a dirty look and it's just and 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 basically said that they're they're putting the dad to the to a home now like yeah. he's moving you're gonna get a new neighbor yeah and he mentioned something about how he can't afford it and at that elaine mm-hmm. will just kind of like sigh uh will you at least let me contribute to his cost of care and so you see like he's he's got the door open in his car he's getting ready to get in as you as you kind of like walk back and he looks and at that point, he's just like, kind of pauses for a moment, kind of gets, he's, he's half squatting back into his car and he stands up. You want to pay for, oh my God, what the hell happened to your eye? I got it. he finally I got sees it. it. I've had a rough fucking week. I got assaulted. Uh, you look suddenly just guilt washes over his face. Uh,. Uh, I, I'm, are you okay? I'm, um. It's, I mean, I'm just glad he's gone somewhere safer. It's, it's not as safe around here anymore. You got assaulted around here too? Mm-hmm. Do you okay. know someone else who did? What happened? Well, some, that's, they found my father getting threatened by a bunch of punks one of them kind of pushed him down. He banged his head, oh. and and that's how I heard. Because like they brought him to the hospital and on emergency contact, and I went and got him and everything. And Dad was was out of it, but he recalled enough. He was wandering down a couple blocks away. He thought he was. He thought he was going grocery shopping, but he was nowhere near one of the groceries. He was at a pawn shop trying to get groceries. The man was trying to help him out, trying to call a cab for him, and these kids come up. Yeah, I looked at his normal places he goes to, but he wasn't. I couldn't find him. 
I'm sorry for my attitude. I shouldn't have taken it out on you. No, it's been a, it's stressful. Been a good neighbor to him. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You didn't. And like that. Elaine's totally just like, no, I, 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 my grandma went through the same thing. I know how stressful it is. Ah, uh, but uh, I don't know how we're gonna pay for it. It's we're gonna sell the we're gonna sell the place, and, and then we'll go from there. Uh, but he's. He's not doing well, uh, and he needs special treatments. Uh, he's got to go to a, a memory care center, and, and it's just a matter of time before he forgets who we all are. Yeah. So just let me let me know where he's at. I'll, I'll help out. And he's like, um, kind of, he's like one second, and he kind of reaches back in, and he grabs something from the car, and he just sort of reaches across the hood and try to hands mm-hmm. uh like kind of the, a pamphlet to you he's like he's like this here uh, one of these places for now at least we we i don't know if we can afford it okay. and he hands you hands you it over it says uh it says uh whitehall advanced care memory center and it's kind of referencing north phoenix yeah and and elaine will nod and be like all right well I'm normally a night owl, so I'm gonna head to bed. But I'll I'll reach out to you. Uh, do you do, do you have my cell? Oh uh, yeah, I, I I called you that last time. I'll text oh, right, you so you right. have my number. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah, and uh, you reported your assault, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, and someone looked at this. Like, you gonna be okay? Yeah, they they said it healed up just fine. They took care of me. I was in the hospital for a little bit. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, well, I'm. Um, all right. I. I, I got. I really got to get this to my my father. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell yeah, him yeah, you yeah. said hello. He'll. 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 He was asking about you. So. Oh, perfect. I'll have to visit him soon. Yeah. Uh. The the visiting hours are in the pamphlet there. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. Uh. Good night. Kind of gets his car, and they're both kind of really off. awkward. It's super awkward. <laughs> yes, because he was a total dick, and then you said you yeah. was now he's like, oh man, now I'm the dick. Oh jeez, yeah, okay, all right. So we'll say at this point, the immediate reactions probably to some of the things you saw are kind of starting to to fade, and so now we'll kind of get into more of a loose loose time. What would people be doing? sort of follow up or to recuperate or other things that you're like what what other things would everybody be doing right now any order is fine Quixote would disguise himself as an even more desperate homeless person than he already is and he would start ghosting the areas around um, uh, the Valley Medical Center he was he's gonna he's trying to find a pattern for uh, Dr. Drebin okay uh, all right, so I would say subterfuge probably is the skill. Um, and in terms of the attribute, we can do... And if you want to make it like a, sort of a dexterity thing for physically staying stealth or a wits thing for observation, so one of those two things I would say. But I'd say probably... Yeah, subterfuge and, and wits, I would think. Because he's... I mean, he's keeping distant. You know, he's he's just trying to be the unseen person that's in view kind of thing. So. Sure. 
Okay, yeah, go for it. Uh, and right. I'll say minimum two, but the more you get, the more okay. information you might get. Okay, so that's uh, three for wits and one for subterfuge. <laughs> I got a one, two, four, and a five. So I'll spend a willpower to re-roll wow. three of those horrible rolls. That was terrible. <laughs> that was awful. And I got an eight and a six and a two. So I got two, okay. two successes. successes. Okay, so minimum. All right. You notice. Um, okay. So you spend, we'll say this probably transpires. Of, this is this is the role for like maybe a couple of days of you doing mm-hmm. this, right? As you're kind of keeping an eye on Valley Medcore, maybe watching some of the vans, things like that. Um, and one of the things that catches your attention is the fact that he comes and goes in the daylight without issue, which is a little, you know, okay. So maybe, you know, like kind of, kind of like a raises an eyebrow with you. Uh, but also you notice that there are, there are basically two med vans that come and go. Uh, one of them you can tell that he he seems to periodically drive around in. You notice that there is he has like kind of the same like the 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 med van has a driver that you notice that kind of stands out to you. Uh, you would say probably in his kind of thirty something kind of big old muscular looking guy, uh, and he's got you know they he, they 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 all have on that kind of the khaki pants and like this collared shirt and like the juxtaposition of that kind of basic looking clothing with this guy who's just like this, like, like he's been, he'd been working out for his whole life, tatted sleeve, you know, and you can see that he has a couple conversations with Drebin like on the outside, but then hops into the van and kind of drives off on his own from time to time. Um, another thing you notice is that Drebin drives what looks like, uh, he's got kind of a nice-looking Mercedes car. Uh, I, you know, I'm not sure what what model off the top of my head, but he drives like a nice Mercedes, and you can see he comes and goes. Uh, and he also seems to spend time at the at the hospital itself, like maybe he's doing rounds there. And then the last thing I would say you would notice is there seems to be suddenly increased security at that lot. Uh, that was uh, where they're building the uh, the parking garage. There's no longer is it being allowed to be used as an overflow lot, and there are actively there like there's like this makeshift security booth that someone had put up, uh, and you can see that there are locker room control agents now, you know, like letting in construction workers and like having to screen construction workers to go in, and that's all kind of around the area that you were you know, watching. Okay. Uh, what else is other are other people doing? I've got some aggravated damage, so I'll go to my usual therapist, physical therapist, and do a little healing on my shoulder. I think I tweaked or dislocated in combat. What's the name of your physical therapist? Uh, Doctor Bradley. <laughs> okay. Sensei Joseph at Doctor Bradley. Got it. All right, Doctor Bradley, is Doctor Bradley? Does do they work at Valley Wise Med- Medical? Uh, you pro- probably want to say no. You probably want to. Say yeah, no. I was, okay. 
Yeah. I was going to say make it interesting. Yeah, but no. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So you're looking to heal up aggravated damage. Um, how much do you have? Just one. Uh, okay. So I'll go ahead and... So this is a doctor that you have as a friend. Um, you have one, so it's intelligence medicine test on my part. Just double checking something. So the difficulty is just equal to the total aggravated damage sustained by the patient. So it's only be difficulty of one. So yeah, you wouldn't have an issue with this. Uh, okay, it's not instant. So you would probably be sent home with like instructions to not do anything physical with this for at least a day or two to ice it pretty regularly. Uh, it, maybe it's not like it, it, I don't I don't know if you broke the skin, but maybe it was more like the, it was a dislocation or something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they put it, they make sure it's back in place. They do an x-ray uh, and they kind of, they send you home with just instructions to kind of keep it iced. Don't do anything. Don't do anything bad. Don't do anything crazy. You know, you know, be careful if you're picking up your kid, stuff like that. Uh, and in a couple days, uh, they'll have, uh, you know, we'll check in. And like, maybe they give you some basic painkillers too. Like nothing too crazy. And you know, just like... You know, like Tylenol is probably fine, but if you want a little extra, like maybe it'll script something out for you. But yeah, that shouldn't be an issue. Just one should be hard for you. Okay. Elaine or Maria? Uh, Maria will want to, you know, follow up with this um, White Hall, Katra situation. Um, so I'm wondering if there's a way that I can call. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, she left me a coded message. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I don't know what the coded message means. Uh, I'm assuming Maria knows what the coded message means. Um, oh, it was more of a... No, no, I think you did. I think we did go over this. Like, you have, like you know that she's on a hunt. Um, and just, like, I think it was more along the lines of, like, she was on a hunt. Don't mess with her stuff or something like that. Like, don't, oh, don't, don't okay. snoop around. There's nothing more than that. Okay, got it. All right. Um, in that case, then I'll just clean up her her space and kind of wait for a message. Um, in that case, then I'm not necessarily sure that there's much to follow up with on that. So what I am going to do instead is I am going to um, find a contact that can help me with the van because we use my van a lot in the first act, mm -hmm. and I want to make sure that. Um, if we're going to be kind of regularly kind of roaming around the valley in this, that it is not going to come back to uh, be traced back to us. So I want to take the uh, untraceable perk okay. on my fleet. Do you have... Uh, okay, so you're trying to find somebody who can... Like a contact for you that can kind of mess with your, your van? Yeah, and I don't know if it's okay. like if it's RP. Like, I get a bunch of numbers like, and stuff or something. Yeah, and maybe get some like license plates to swap out or kind of different things like that. To okay, yeah, that's fine. Like we don't get have to rid RP of the your company logo on the side. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't have to necessarily roleplay that out as a full scene if they're just going to be doing like a quick service for you as opposed to doing that all out. But if you wanted to create a contact, you're welcome to. Yeah, I think mechanically that would probably mean spending 
points on a contact, so. Okay. I mean, you can make one up, just not invest anything in them, in them yet. Just like a Okay. Yeah. Uh, I will do that. Potential contact later. Uh, yeah. I will say that uh, her name is Jerry. Oh, gosh. Jerry doesn't do well on our channel. I'm not sure if that's a good idea. <laughs> they immediately get shot. Sorry. Uh, no, Jerry. Uh, Jenny, how's that? No, no, Jerry. Yeah, you already Jenny. said. I already wrote it down. Jerry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's say you find one of those kind of no-name auto mechanics places. Doesn't necessarily have a specific name. It just says auto mechanic on the strip mall where the mm -hmm. garage is and everything like that. Uh, maybe you even go through Katya's things and you find this particular number. You don't. Maybe I haven't worked there before, but maybe you just know mm -hmm. if Katya has it, it's probably the yeah. place to go. Yeah. And yeah. that'll kind of give you. All right. So not a full contact yet, but definitely somebody we might invest in later. Okay. Yeah. And I do like the the idea that it kind of maybe does a paint job on the. Yeah, the they fans. take off your they take off your <laughs> your your store logo and uh, okay. And then they probably also have like one of those, uh, you know, they order, they give you a couple, a couple different plates, maybe, uh, kind of screw around with the VIN number, uh, kind of relist it differently in the, uh, you know, in the databases. Uh, but this all is probably gonna take a couple days for them to maybe do that, to kind of turn this all around to get everything. So you're probably without your ride for at least two or three days. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to try to heal myself because that okay. seems like a dumb idea, but you know, I've got some downtime and I don't have wheels, so... Where are you keep? Are you staying at Katya's? Or you go back to Katya's place and stay, or do you do you go somewhere else? Um, I'm thinking if I'm gonna try to do this myself, then I'm, I need my own garage. So, like my house, and I've got the detached garage in the back. Okay. All right. Um, I did take another point in healing, by the way. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and give it a roll. It's uh, your intelligence medicine. Yeah. So I've got intelligence. Equal to the yeah, great damage. I'm gonna spend a willpower. <laughs> okay. That's better. I rolled three eights. All right. So you can go ahead and heal it up. Again, the difficulty is equal to the amount of aggregated damage you actually have. So yeah, just had one. Good to go. Okay, and again, you kind of um, you go ahead and you get uh, you know you kind of get patched up a bit. You hang around. Waiting, waiting at home, waiting for your car, your van to get be, uh, to get fixed up. Uh, the whole time, like you're kind of doing your own stitches, checking on your stitches, cleaning out some wounds, putting ice on this, putting heat on that, and uh, we'll say over the course of a couple of days, you heal yourself up. Uh, Elena Rust. Uh, to? Elaine is gonna get that computer that she took, and she's yeah. gonna start just going through that information. Okay. going to start out without it hooked to the internet. So I'll say the first thing you notice when you pop, you know, when you, when you get into it is you notice, um, we talked a little bit about this as we were, uh, mm -hmm. as we were leaving last time that the, the computer itself does like, there's no, there's nothing really on the drive. Uh, it's, it's, it's all of it kind of was recording to a cloud service, but as you're digging through it, you do know that the little the little bits that are actually on this this small computer that you managed to grab might help you access those that the cloud server that is sending data to. Yeah. So we'll call this a tech int role, I think, as you try to hook it up to your your things and see what you can you can see see if you can access whatever 
you know, whatever directories that this thing was connecting to. And the, 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 the difficulty here uh, is going to be actually four. Okay. So I've got three successes so far, uh, a nine and eight and a six, and I'm going to spend a willpower to reroll my other two dice. Okay. And I got two more successes, an eight and a nine. Total of five? Five successes? Yep, so you get five successes. Different, okay, so that means, I'll give you as much stuff. All right. So you spend a not inconsiderable amount of time, uh, which we don't necessarily have to navigate at all, but it's not just like you, you plug and play and you're in, uh, but imagine it's over the course of like a your generic days. matrix screens the yeah. typey typey as you're hacking in and various alphanumerical scripts pop up on your you know on your whatever systems you use to kind of hack right um but you are eventually able to access the network that this thing connects to uh you can tell that you know you probably have a limited amount of time before they would notice that you even though you're probably routing like your ip or whatever like they mm-hmm. would probably notice the fact that somebody outside of their like localized network at the hospital would probably mm-hmm. get this so it's 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 just a matter of time for how much you can kind of connect collect uh, but with five successes i'll say you're able to pull out a few details um you you got a couple notes from that Dr. Blink, Zach Blink, as you were escaping, right? You got a couple bits and pieces. And you kind of follow around. You kind of look at what data was being sent. You kind of pull out other data, some patient files and things here and there that you're able to get. Some of them, right? you you know, you recognize as you start flipping through them, okay, that's that looks like Brock. That looks like Shelby. That's your own. That's Jonathan, a couple others. You can see, okay, this is the list of people that are being tested. And remember, there's around 12 or so. But you do come across another one. That's a little different. And you get a name, and you can tell that this one is th- this one is thick with data. And you realize that you think you have the file for the person who is the eye th- who was the eye thief. Like it was an actual person. The name that you're given is Kadir Mana. Now, what I'm going to say is like you collect some data mm-hmm. and then eventually you get shut out and then you probably spend some time afterwards like kind of going through it and piecing through it. Okay. So, you get the name for uh, the, the guys, this, the name is Kadir Mana and you can tell that it appears to be an Alhambra correctional file, which gives you the you believe that this this guy was an inmate at Alhambra Correctional. And it looks like he was there because of some sort of um, some sort of like kind of special medical condition that required kind of like constant care, constant medical upkeep. And at some point it looked as though he was he volunteered or was subjected to or something like that some sort of trials for a drug uh, and the drug you actually now have the name and ambistril ducidonide 
which seems to be a and like as you see that name pop up it starts popping up all over the place it's referenced in in sort of this file and that file is referenced to in your own file and stuff you can just see it popping up everywhere mm-hmm. and apparently Kadir was undergoing some kind of he was going undergoing a transplant uh, like an organ transplant and he had, was given that drug and had some sort of horrific like reaction to it because apparently it is an experimental pharmaceutical drug that they're testing out here that is meant for kind of transplant recipients it's supposed to sort of strengthen the body for transplant and reduce like uh organ rejection but apparently he had some horrific uh response to it uh you got you got a five right yeah five yeah okay um trying to see what else can give you you do, you do notice that this was the second such reaction, but the first in this area. You notice that the drug itself is being tested. Uh, it's, not, it's not yet received FDA approval, uh, but it is being tested by a variety of companies. And you do notice that apparently, like there's all this stuff referenced to like Valley MedCorp, and Valleywise Medical, the hospital, but all of it seems to kind of go back to a parent company, and you see a logo. It's like T, it's like a lowercase T, capital D, lowercase G. And it looks familiar, like you might have seen it before, but they never actually spell out the name of the parent company. But it's always like in reference to sort of like, and you see like the like a little logo pop up here and there on certain files. Okay. Um, was there anything you were looking for in particular? You definitely are getting, like, you're seeing Drebin's name pop up a lot. You're seeing um, that they are definitely were looking into something about telepathic networking. Also regenerative capabilities that apparently Kadir Mana was able to manifest in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, you also see... Uh, okay, this is the extra bit I'll give you. Uh, okay. For the... That Kadir Mana was... Uh, has a, there's a death certificate in here. That he apparently died last month. So at some point, somebody okay. manufactured a death certificate for him to sort of cover whatever happened. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, at this point, like, all Elaine's doing is she's just ripping as much information she ha- can get. And mm-hmm. then... She's going to determine, like, okay, what do I need to research further and go right. from here? So I'm going to say that's all you can get. That's all you get from the files. But there yeah. are things you could potentially research elsewhere. Okay. Uh, and then we'll kick it over. Russ, was there anything you wanted to do as well? Like, we're just sort of start cycling around during this week. So other than looking for Drebin, he would just spend his time making sure that Brock and Shelby got uh, picked up and uh, relocated. Okay. Basically, it, when he's not out, he's standing guard over him because he feels responsible for for him. So yeah, at, at a certain point, Sister uh, LeBlanc, uh, probably in about probably about two or three days after you guys got Elaine and them out, uh, makes the connection, and they set up one of their vans. Uh, one of the one of the church's vans to to deliver Shelby and Brock up to Prescott. Uh, so it's about an hour and forty five minutes away, uh, two hours or so away. Um, 
if you wanted to go with them, you could. There is a driver, uh, so you don't have to worry about driving. But they're 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 going to a place called Sacred Heart Church, and you're given the contact by the name of Father Percy. Now, Rust, when he first goes out to the van, he would attempt to repel the driver because he trusts no one and nothing any longer. Sure. He wants to make sure that the guy is, is human and on the up and up. Uh, and I'll say that, yeah, you can, we don't need to roll anything for that. As you, you go through it, it definitely seems that this guy is on the up and up. He actually looks at you really strangely like, uh, you all right, man? You okay? That, sorry, they're they're good friends of mine. And they've been through a rough patch. And you you understand. There's people you can trust and people you can't trust. I just want to ride up there with you. If you can't give me a ride back, it's fine. I can thumb it back. But I just want to make sure that they get settled. Uh, no, that, that that's fine. Uh, as the block told, told me you might want to come along. That, that's fine. Come, come come on in. You know, plenty of room. Reaches out his hand. He's like, oh, they call me they call me Quixote Rust. You you could just call me Rust. Oh. Uh, okay, uh, hey, 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 Rust, uh, yeah, my name's Blobby, you know. Pleasure to meet you, Blobby. Uh, you can, uh, yeah, take any seat you want. Uh, it's plenty of seats, and you look, it's, in a, it's one of those big vans, it's probably got mm-hmm. enough for, like, 12 people in here, and you can see, like, Brock and Shelby are kind of there. One of the things you'll notice, like, on the drive is Brock seems to be doing okay. Like, in terms, you can tell that he's... I mean, obviously, he's still struggling with the fact that he just lost his eyes and everything that went down. But he's compared to Shelby, he's doing far better. And you can tell that Shelby, like, there are times, like, you guys stop at some point and get some something to drink or some food or whatever it is. Or, that, or maybe you bring someone along with you and, like, she's just not eating. You can tell she's, like, whenever, like, Brock is, is literally holding, like, up a, like a big gulp with the straw to her. And she's just not kind of looking at it. And he has to sort of force the food into her mouth. And she just, her head just kind of like thumps against the glass every so often when she's leaning against the, and like as if she's not even paying attention to the fact that this thump is happening. And she doesn't really talk, whereas Brock does. Uh, but between the two of them, she looks, she like you can tell, like she's just, if, if Brock wasn't there to kind of do these things for her, you're not sure that she would be doing them, like eating, yeah. drinking, etc. Over the nights between when we got him out and now, he would have been asking Brock and Shelby if they're dreaming about this eye thief still. Because he's trying to figure out if maybe he got Brock's eyes destroyed and and Brock is free, if that's the reason there's a difference in in how they're acting or reacting. Uh, And that's exactly, uh, that's a a really good question. Because Brock, as far as he tells you, I am sleeping, finally. Uh, but Shelby, you can tell at night, like if you if you hang around with them as you you have before, or if you're you know you see them uh, you know when they're up at the Sacred Heart Church, you can tell that she kind of falls into those the same trance that others have described, right? Uh, but it doesn't look like Brock does. Like he's uh, he's awake or he's asleep. He seems he seems to be waking up and going to you know going to sleep just like normal. But at night, whenever Shelby falls asleep you can tell that you try to wake her up she never does uh, and it's the same report that you got from like the landons when they were talking about jonathan's issues and stuff like that so it does seem like maybe brock brock's eyes were destroyed during the fight but shelby's unfortunately weren't 
when we get up there, uh, I would pull, uh, or Russ would pull Father Percy aside. Father, uh, thank you for, for taking care of my friends. Um, Sister LeBlanc says that you still work for the, you know, for the people. I do. F- for the for the church, if you know what I mean. I do. Say what okay. you mean. All right. This eye thief that stole their eyes. I was able to destroy Brock's eyes on its body, and that's why he's free. But, but Shelby's wasting away because the thing still has her eyes. So she's still linked to it. Is there any way? I, I don't know how powerful you guys are. I really don't. Is there any way you can block this thing from her so she can so she can try to have something of a normal life even after everything that's happened? We are not as outfitted as some of our larger our larger churches around the world, the country. We are very much very much understaffed and underfunded, but there are some protections that we might be able to afford her. No Russ promises. shows him Russ shows him the Anakian script that spiraled all around his hands and up and down his arms. He goes, Father, I I tried to push against that unnatural thing tried to thwart its presence but it, it didn't work I I was able to hurt it but when I tried to sever the link between Shelby and this thing I I don't I I can't do it I I'm not strong enough I just hope that that you 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 are you've done well my son you've rescued your friends you've brought them here to safety do not be so hard on yourself the war is not to be won by an individual but by all of us working together doing our part that's right for these one soldier one soldier in the war always fighting the war that's what sister leblanc said one soldier in the war He, he puts like a hand on your shoulder he's you know he's he's probably late 60s or so kind of gray in hair and he just he's got kind of a grizzled face but not unkind and he kind of puts his hand you've done your part with these I'll tend to them you can rest assured they will be safe as much as I can keep them so return you could, you, you could see that Rust isn't making a sound, but just tears are just pouring down his face. He does. He doesn't have. He has no no way to process these emotions. It's, the war takes a toll on all of us. The ones who survive go through hardships that no one should ever have to. You're a good soldier, Quixote. Sister LeBlanc speaks very highly of you. Thank, thank you, Father. If 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 Shelby or, or Brock need anything or you need anything, Sister LeBlanc knows how to get in touch with me. I don't I don't seem to be able to keep normal phones around much, but but she can always find me. Yes, she says you have an aversion to technology. They'll find us through the phones. I've seen how organized they are. You gotta always watch. Sorry, Father. Them 
Or the government, one of the two, sure. Yes. It's the same thing, I think. I'm not sure. But I know Maybe. one doctor down there. He's running half a phoenix. Well... And that's... he's not natural. I pushed him away with my mind. Did you? But he walks this... around in the daylight. I don't... His name is Dr. Drebin. Wendell Drebin. Wendell he Drebin. runs Valley Medical Corps down there. Well, Rust, I will put out the word and I'll see if there's something more I might be able to learn about this Wendell Drebin. Thank you, Father. I will warn you, though, that my contacts in the valley are not as robust as they once were. I, I, st- I, I work mainly with the more agrarian sections of the state, the northern parts up towards the canyon and some of the tribes, the tribal lands. But I will... I'll see what I can find out. For now, rest assured your friends are safe. It sounds as though you have more work to do down in the valley. The war never ends, Father. Thank you. One day it will. And if there are more soldiers like you, I am sure we will be on the winning side. Th- thank you, Father. It's really, it's my squad. They hold me up. I'm, I'm sure that you do your part as well. kind of gives you like a blessing of some kind. Now I'm going to go get your friends settled. And you return to the valley. Get some rest. You look terrible. Thank you, Father. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you pop back onto the bus. Head on back two more hours with Bobby. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, who else wants to do something here? So after Maria was recuperating at home, she's just going to reach out to um, Elaine and to Alvin. Um, and just like, I've been sitting in my house by myself, me and Annie, for like four days. I need, I need to see people. Aren't you a plumber? You see people every day. I, I've had to be recovering here at home. Did a little recovering myself. And what I want to do is maybe look into that drug that I found. Somehow, maybe like reverse engineer it. Find out where it is. Reverse engineer it. Uh, okay. It's, I don't know if you can... like hmm. some sort of like chemical reactions to like find its composition or something do you have a specialty okay. for science at all like no, what did like, you pick i mean i have science but i'm just saying more like just research it okay um i'll tell you what go ahead and roll a science and do intelligence and we'll see what you can figure out all right Elaine, you have like underground stuff right I have three pips. I have two success. Okay. Um, okay. So, two, so you have two successes, and you have library, right? Yeah. Okay. 
here, here, here's what I'll say. I, I don't know if you can necessarily reverse engineer it, but you could potentially get mm. something about its chemical makeup and learn a little bit about it. Long story short, uh, with two successes, you can tell uh, as you do your own research, both kind of messing around with the remnants of it, but also kind of doing some research online. It is not unlike PCP. Uh, it definitely has uh, some similar qualities. It's not exactly the same, uh, but it is some sort of kind of anesthetic, like hallucinogenic at the same time. Like, it, it, like you can tell that it, it, it has a lot of similarities to PCP in some in some fashion uh, that it seems to ha- like affect like the nervous system in a way where nerve receptors are dulled but it also creates a stimulated response in the body. And at the same time that can, that can cause like these sort of hallucinogenic, uh, moments, uh, these highs, uh, it's definitely been cut with something though. Like you can tell, like, it's not, this isn't like, this is, this is definitely a kind of a messy mix. Uh, like you can see in the little bits that are left as you're kind of going through, there's just basic like kind of household chemicals and such. Uh, that are and mixing like, again. You don't have a lot of it. You only have a very yeah. little bit of it. And then I can update the others that there's this drug I found as well. It's very similar to the incident we found with Brock when he was getting beat up by those druggies. I wonder if this has anything to do with the uh, the club. Seems all connected. Elaine, maybe any any other contacts you might have in your circles, maybe? And Elaine will kind of like, you think I do drugs, Maria? I'm not saying you do <laughs> drugs. I'm just, you, I, people I interact with every day are uh, outside of you guys or just normal, you know. I mean, I can I can look online and see if I can find anything, find a contact. They're always talking about getting drugs on the dark web. You've heard that probably. And Elaine kind of like like snickers. Just, just get your ass over to my house. I got shit to talk to y'all about. All right, so we'll meet up at. Okay. Elaine's. Okay. Yeah, so you head over to Lane's. Uh, we'll say roughly five to seven days have probably passed since the incident at the hospital. We'll give everyone time to be back in the valley at this point. Um, so you're welcome to sort of do a get-together as the cells. We kind of reset here a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll say just for simplicity's sake, everyone meets up at Elaine's. It's been roughly five to seven days. It's been basically a week, let's call it, since the events. Brock and Shelby are, are, are fine. Uh, Alvin, you've had a couple more visits from the cops regarding the issues at the the dojo. Um, Maria, you've swung by Katya's maybe once or twice, uh, and you've seen the kid kind of coming in and out here and there. And she kind of like, kind of as she's walking past, she's got a phone up to her ear, and she's got sunglasses on. She's chewing her gum. She walks past you. She kind of gives you a little look, and then she kind of goes about her business. More than once you've seen her. 
um, we'll say, uh, but she doesn't she doesn't engage you directly. Um, whether you want to or not is up to you. Uh, but we'll say this day we're all over at Elaine's right now. Okay. Uh, question: Am yeah. I having issues sleeping if I sleep at night? Uh, no, you are lucky because uh, I rolled for all three. Uh-huh. Uh, I rolled a fortune, and unfortunately, Shelby was the only one who got screwed. <laughs> 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 but you and Brock are actually okay. Yeah. Uh. All right. So I spent some time. Uh, I presume someone picked up Rust, right? Yeah. Assume everyone's there. We'll assume everyone's okay. there. So I was digging through that computer that we found, that I took, and uh, I found the name of Patient Zero, I think. Of the eye thief before he was the eye thief. And then she'll just go further about Kadir Mana and uh, everything that she learned. There's some things. So the drug, Embishrul, uh, I don't know its, its components exactly, but it's supposed to help people uh, not reject new organs for surgery but what if what if that's also the other drug that's making people go crazy that's going around here I speak, you related you know my neighbor Mr. Ponder he got moved out and uh he got moved out but he was attacked just like when we found Brock Well, that would be interesting if we think about uh, trying to prevent organ rejection, but it... Hmm. That's some... I'm sure it wouldn't be the first time that a medical formula was experimented on. Just throwing it out on the street and see what happens. Like fluoride in the water. That's me. You you sure do see conspiracies everywhere, Rust. I mean, I have tested my own water, and it does have a high fluoride content. I'm just saying, we can't trust anybody. I did a I did some recon on that Doctor Drebin. Uh, it's just like we thought he walks around during the daylight. Uh, he seems to be going back and forth to the hospital. Spend some time with one of his drivers, big guy. And you remember that parking garage? It yeah. was under construction. Uh-huh. It's buttoned up now. They got all kinds of security. Nobody's getting in there like they like they did before. So obviously they're 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 more cautious than they used to be. I also reported up to the higher echelon command when I dropped off Brock and Shelby and gave them a a thorough report there on what we've been dealing with in case we're all killed in the next few days. At least the information won't die with us. You are just always thinking of the next contingency. But, I mean, I got to say, though, you thought 75% of us were going to die in our last, and that didn't happen. So maybe sometimes. That's true. It's It's because you are... The three of you are so good at what you do. I mean, really, we came out of it with 
everything but one eye. That's pretty good odds. Sorry about that. Sorry about that, Elaine. That probably didn't come out very right. I'm so sorry. I mean, uh, we did come out with less than just one eye. Brock lost two. Yeah, but he's not a soldier. I mean, we're still a viable combat squad. Yeah, but I still feel bad. We're supposed to protect the innocent. I know. Well, if we we just got to keep at it. Father Prescott told me we were good soldiers and we just had to keep fighting the war. So question, uh, because I don't know, Ashley doesn't know much about the Sisters of Leopold. Will will we get in trouble with Cody about him showing his magic hands? Don't they not like magic or something? What are you talking about? Like, who's going to get in trouble with whom? Oh, again? the, uh, oh, uh, the, no, because it's different. Like, sorcerers, the, the, the Leopold, uh, they don't like sorcery, but okay. they're okay, okay with, they're okay with divine gifts. Got yeah. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was worried. I was like, any magic. And I'm like, oh, shit, oh, no, no, we're no, no, fucked. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are, but not because of that. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Right. Multitude of other reasons. So at that point, Elaine's going to kind of stand up and like dust off her pants and be like, so uh, who wants to go buy some drugs with me? I mean, I don't I don't do drugs anymore because they they used to give me a lot of drugs. I I didn't like to do the drugs. (laughs) Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I'll I'll go with you. (laughs) I didn't like the way they made me feel. And then they put me in those jackets that tie behind your back and they'd leave me there for days. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I'm not going to do that. It wasn't me most of the time. I was just looking out through her eyes, but it still wasn't very comfortable. Her eyes? Yeah, Granny's eyes. The the spot demon thing. You call her Granny? No, she calls herself Granny. Oh. I mean, once once she made me bite my tongue almost off and then use it to write granny on the walls of my cell until they came in and gave me some drugs. I don't remember the next couple of weeks, but she's gone now. In fact, Sister LeBlanc told me that she's really gone, that she's not actually looking at me through the mirrors or on this TV at all. That didn't really happen. What what, what TV? What? It did didn't. You, did it's okay. It didn't happen. I was tired. Granny told me. I mean, I mean, Sister LeBlanc told me I was tired. Granny, she didn't. She just told me she was back. But what that didn't really happen because okay. I was tired. Why don't you take a nap, Russ? No, I'm, I'm awake now. I'm really awake now. Somebody came by and they didn't give me money while I was while I was looking for Doctor Drebin, but they gave uh-huh. me an espresso. I'm very awake now. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, whenever we're driving around, we could always get you coffee if if you like coffee. I do like coffee and a phone. I need a new phone. I'm so sorry, Maria. And I feel like at this point, when Maria and Elaine like went to get Elaine's burners, got a drawer, like, exactly. Drawer. <laughs> so she just opens it up and tosses you one. <laughs> this isn't a one-off anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm prepared. We're prepared. I've got like three that are turned off in the bottom of my purse. Thanks. Thank you. So are we going to, are we going to go buy some drugs and go to the club? Uh, I don't, 
I think we should survey the drug or the club first. All right. Russ looks down at his holy jeans and his beat up uh, army sweater and his Gore-Tex jacket. He's like, do I, do I look okay to go to a club? I've never been to a club before. We're not, we're not going to the club. I mean, oh, unless okay. I don't actually think I'm old enough to get in a club. How, I don't how think. old are you again? 18, right? No, I'm, I'm 20. I turned 20 last month. Oh, you're no, nobody came to my party, but I didn't tell anybody about it. So that's For why. point in time, as long as it's during the daytime hours where they're not serving. Oh, thank you. Oh, good. Good. I've never been. Let's go. And then, and, and Elaine just kind of like shakes her head and she laughs and uh, she's going to hit up her, her friend, her hairstylist friend and okay. see, um, cause she does imbibe. When you say you hit her, her up, are you calling her or are you going to see her? I, yeah, she, I'm going to go see Violet. Okay. So, uh, as you are getting ready to leave this scene, uh, you, uh. You hear a knock on your door, Elaine. And, uh, Expecting uh, someone? I'm not, so if y'all could go upstairs, please. I'll hide away for a bit. And Elaine will go and answer the door. Okay. Uh, does everyone just, like, hide? Uh, is that what happened? Uh, but Russ puts his hand in his pocket and... and, and- puts his his finger along the trigger guard just like Alvin taught him of that horrible little 32 revolver that he was given just in case he's got to protect Elaine. Okay. Uh, Maria, what do you do? Uh, she'll be just out of eyesight, like going around to a kitchen or something. Okay. Uh, Elaine, you open the, the door? Yeah. Okay. You open the door. Uh, you see a young woman early 20s dyed red and orange hair sunglasses on tattoo peeking out from behind this flopped over bit of hair above her ear kind of underneath the shave parts of the side of her head looks like a swordfish mm-hmm. uh, and you you see she's got a she's got a her phone in her hand chewing gum and she says uh is the boomer here uh and Elaine kind of chuckles, and she's like, "Boomer, uh, I know she's about- here. I, I fall. She's terrible at like. She just need. Just she doesn't know how to check for a tail. I don't know how. It's just <laughs> cute. So whatever your, you, you, you all from are doing the kitchen. Here. Can I say that Maria like recognizes the voice? Sure. All right. So you'll, you'll just hear Maria from you know kind of behind you, Elaine. Uh-huh. Be like it's fine. It's fine. Everybody, y'all can come downstairs. And, and Elaine will kind of like nod the kid in. Okay. So what? she comes on in. Yeah. Like, she looks around. I've, I've seen you and you don't say two words to me and then you follow me here. What the hell is wrong with you? Uh, this is not a great place. Do you live alone? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I need your help. Well, maybe. I, I don't know. Katya was helping me, and I can't get in touch with Katya now. And the place, it, you know, it, it, she's not there, apparently. 
uh, or she is, and uh, they won't let me go see her. And I, uh, and she kind of pulls her phone out, and you see her. She's kind of like she pulls up this app. She kind of goes through it, and I'm running out of time. Like I'm on the clock here. Uh, I know you all with your little. What do you guys call yourself? Cells or whatever. That's that's great. But some of us, uh, some of us, we have people we report to, and um, Katya was supposed to help, uh, and she didn't. Uh, big big surprise. So and, what the hell did uh, you get her into? Katya can handle herself. What did you What did you just throw her into without backup? Oh, I didn't. That- I didn't throw her into anything. She was the one. She was the one who wanted to help, offered to help, said that she has to help. It's the least she could do. Okay, Mm. let's, there's some tension here. Uh, What's happening? Who who do you report report to, first of all? And what's your mission? Uh, I'm with RV, but that's not important. Uh, What is important is that I'm here in this abomination of a city. Who, why do people live here? Uh, this is an insult to humanity. Like, who thought this was a good place to stop and build? Anyway. Okay, so you've walked in here. You've insulted her home. You've insulted the city we live in. Can you get to the damn point? Okay. Oh, hey, uh, by the so way, hi. My name's, uh, my name's Quixote. And he looks a little bashful because he's not used to seeing girls his own age. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well, hello. Uh, and Hi. Oh, uh, so you got another one here, too. Four whole people. That's great. Okay, well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, I uh, I took a gig uh, here in Phoenix, in your, she looks over at Maria, beautiful city, uh, because apparently uh, you all have not been doing a good enough job of ensuring people are safe, uh, as there have been... Uh, some data that's been coming to my company's way suggesting that well there's a there's there's somebody preying upon the elderly here and Katya was going to help and uh I did, I told her not to but you know Katya she puts her nose I think you know Katya I don't know she didn't tell you about me so you probably don't know I know Katya well. just move on Okay, so, uh, so yeah, what we do is we we look at some data, uh, we see whether or not there might be certain things happening, and over the course of the last several months, uh, RV has noticed uh, that, um, well, that there have been some strange, some strange deaths. The the death counted certain uh, at certain locations. Uh, that uh, elderly neighborhoods, uh, treatment facilities, nursing homes, retirement homes, that sort of thing. Uh, there has been a spike, uh, and uh, and apparently uh, that spike was due to um, something of the supernatural variety uh, preying upon them. And uh, we get our closure counselors. They came out here. They spoke you with the. Are fucking kidding me? They spoke with the various victims, uh, and uh, and I I got the gig, okay? And she kind of holds up her phone, and you see, like, this app that she's showing you, and, like, it's like she took a gig. It's like gig economy. Mm-hmm. And you know that RV, by the way, some of you might know, it's called Revenge, and it is uh, an org. 
A hundred uh, more. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, so then you're like a mercenary. You get paid to fight the war. Yes, I get paid. Uh, who would do this and not get paid? I genuinely have no idea why you people would do this without getting paid. I I, I fight to to redeem myself and in, in in the face of God's light. That's 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 very that's adorable. That, that, you think I'm adorable? No. Uh, no oh. You're... Oh, sorry. I I get confused sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now I see why Phoenix has gone to such a shithole. Uh, we've, you know, we've kind of had some other shit that we've been working on. Like it's, if you haven't noticed, welcome to the valley. It's kind of big. There's kind of a lot of stuff going on. We've been dealing big. with. Okay. Uh, it's, we were dealing with the eye thief. It was with the homeless. An eye thief. Oh, did you? Is that what happened here? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Anyway, anyhow, uh, tell me more about about this mission. And and oh. where and what what are the names of some of these places? These retirement homes. Well, uh, Katya sent me out uh, to surprise. Uh, I think it was just busy work. Uh, I needed to keep an eye on uh, this uh, retirement home neighborhood luxury trailer parks. I, I that's like a was those what are those the oxymorons? Uh, and she was convinced that something was going on there, and uh, I went and I looked, and that's what I did, and uh, and honestly, it looked to me like it was just a. A bunch of boomers enjoying uh, retirement in a manner that the rest of us are probably never going to be able to enjoy because they've completely and utterly ruined our economy. But, you know. It's the monsters that are ruining it. Uh, That's Elaine kind of like nods along with her like, yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) What about the what about the Whitehall place that that she mentioned that Whitehall advanced? Uh, Well, I went and uh, I went and tried to get in. She had a contact there. And said that she was going to go undercover uh, for a little while uh, because she is of the advanced age. And, uh, yeah, I went and uh, tried to visit her. And the name that she gave me as her cover is uh, apparently not a patient there. Uh, Do you know the name of who her contact was? Uh, it was uh, it was an orderly by the name of Isaiah, Isaiah Stratton. I went looking for him as well. Uh-huh. Uh, not my first rodeo. Uh, you have rodeos here, right? Yeah, and you okay. seem capable. I'm I'm following. And he is not there either. And apparently, uh, there's been no one uh, employed by that name uh, at the. Uh, the North Phoenix Whitehall Advanced Care Center. So, hey, Elaine, didn't didn't you tell us that that's where your neighbor was going to live? Yeah. Oh shit! This just got real fucking personal. All right. Well, it looks like I will be personal for Mr. you. Uh, it's my aunt that is. Uh, 
I'm looking for. So it's a little personal for me as well. And possibly a friend of that one over there. Acquaintance, maybe. She's pointing at Maria. We don't need to define. Don't be jealous. It's okay. You don't have to define everything. Um, So, Jeff, I just wanted to ask you, would you say that uh, Uncle Luther is in a Whitehall-owned facility? Well, you did specifically say last time that you wanted them to be in the same place together <laughs> as friends, which I wrote in my notes. So, yeah, probably. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, there are multiple Whitehall centers across the valley. There's right. more than one. Uh, what can you tell me about the disappearances and deaths? You said you spoke to a few people. I spoke to a few people. Um I didn't or do that. Or no, I do in not. Organization. I do not do closure counseling. That's way too personal for me. Thank you. Uh, so, right. Uh, apparently, there have been some. Well, when people die, there are a variety of steps that are sometimes taken dependent upon the nature of that death. And I guess the older you get, uh, Sometimes those steps aren't entirely always taken. If you're close to the end uh, and you kick off, like Maria probably will here soon, then you, uh, you know, some people look the other way and they say they just move on, natural causes, they were going to die anyway. And apparently that's been happening uh, with a little uh, more frequency. So what my company does, uh, we, uh, we're very data-driven. Um, I can see... That's a phrase that the four of you are not necessarily familiar with. So, well, what now that that's means just uncalled is, for. Elaine here is she. She does, and she'll say like the hacking. <laughs> and like at that, right. Elaine is kind of like. <laughs> sure, she does the hacking. Okay, you're young. Anyhow, we were noticing, like I said, uh, a spike. Uh, and certain things that were happening across the valley. uh, And we were seeing that uh, relative to previous year's data, relative to neighboring neighboring towns and cities of of similar population and relative to uh, the ebbs and flows of the temperature uh, of the valley, uh, there was a, a, a very, very noticeable spike in the loss of the elderly. And uh, apparently... Uh, my company believes that there was uh, something supernatural afoot. Um, and that's what uh, I'm here to ensure gets taken care of. Listen, Kanye. there's a lot There's a lot of supernatural out there. Did your right. company give you any kind of more definitive direction? Well, I mean, we're, we're tracking a doctor sure. who can walk through daylight. We fought a thing that ate eyeballs. So, I mean, you're not giving us a lot to go on. I mean, well, you're very nice. Don't get me wrong, but you're not giving us a lot to go on. Well, most doctors can walk in daylight as far as I know. Yes, but and this one can do it even though he's a monster. Oh, well, they're under the impression it was a blank body that we were just dealing with your kind of run of the mill. Someone's draining them before their their time. Uh, and so that was apparently the uh, the information I have. And draining them of their blood, water, yeah. souls, what? Blood? Uh, blood. Vampire. Yeah, v- vampire, sure. Right. 
Thank, thanks for clarifying that, by the way. Sorry, I didn't mean to sound so harsh. Okay, you're fine. She, she <laughs> looks over towards the rest of And Elaine just kind of like looks at her and just like shakes her head. I rest on the back here that she called you fine. <laughs> I, I, I heard that. I did. I, I, I didn't want to let it go to my head, though. And Maria will pipe up and say, this is, I'm glad you brought this to us. It's unfortunate, but perhaps fortuitous that both Maria and myself have easy covers to get in since we both have friends or family that are staying at Whitehall facilities that may help us be able to get access that maybe you weren't able to get. Like a brother or a sister or something like that? Uh, uncle, actually. Wow. There's so when when you were turned away, when you, well, did you did you infiltrate undercover and attempt to to find your aunt? Well, Cotty and I had a plan. She was going undercover with a specific name. She was going to spend a week there in some of the short term clinics, snoop around, see if she can find anything from the inside. Uh, I could check in every now and then and visit with her. And for the first few days, everything worked out just fine. She hadn't found anything of note, nothing nothing too suspicious. It seemed like a particularly nice place. They had a very nice shuffleboard tournament that Katya did very well at. And I was going to report about what I found at Sunset Trails and uh, lots of dead ends. Then I went by the, a couple days ago and I first saw... I'm sorry, what was your name again? She looks over at Maria. It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, oh, yeah. You're Bubbles on Maria. Bubbles. 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 That's a nice name. It's right. not really her name. Her name's Rena, but, you know. Oh, she's she very clever, this one. Very holding quick, a gun in my face and blowing a bubble. So, you know, she's Bubbles. So, uh, yeah. So I went and she wasn't there any any longer. Uh, they said they'd never, they don't have any records, apparently, of... Uh, of her name and uh yeah i went looking for her her contact isaiah and he apparently is not there either what so, was her cover name uh katya's it was dorothy winthrop dotty that's what i called her aunt dotty so when aunt dotty and and isaiah went dark on you and after you had seen him or seen her there before, then they said that she had never been there. That's when you infiltrated the facility to try to find her? Well, I haven't actually infiltrated it yet. Uh, they have uh, they have round-the-clock surveillance and security on staff uh, that um, honestly look Locker a room? little... Well, they look a little more capable than you would expect a security crew at a nursing home to have. I mean, honestly, they're mostly just dealing with old people trying to run away, right? And I don't think you need to have the kind of training that some of them clearly had. They tried to hide it, but you know, they That's can okay. wear they can wear those 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 little collared shirts and khakis all they want. I can I can tell somebody who's had training. My mother was no fool. I was I was taught well. So Maria's going to sort of go over to kind of where she is and just sort of pat her on the shoulder and just say, like, it was good that you 
brought all of us in to give you some uh, backup to for the next step of the operation. Uh, I'm sorry. You're within my personal space here. I would appreciate uh, no contact. Uh, but yes, I figure if you know Katya, uh, at least some of you must be useful. And if uh, this one here uh, can do the hacking, uh, maybe uh, we might be able to get some more information about where Katya might be. I thought you'd be motivated. I think we're always interested in doing what we need to do. We just hit some dead ends with our last uh, investigation that we were working on, so. The Eye Thief. Yes. He's in a secure facility, kind of like you just described. Of course, when our dear friend Elaine here, a member of our squad, was taken, we didn't hesitate to infiltrate a highly secure location, retrieve our squad mate, and crush the enemies before us. That's not a judgment. You're not as nice as I initially thought. <laughs> well, I've never really been accused of being nice. Uh, I don't really have a squad and usually this was supposed to just be a go in, take out a vamp, and get out, collect my paycheck, etc. And now it's become a whole thing, which it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be clean, okay? These gigs are supposed to be clean, and this is not clean. And so yeah, I figure sounds... if anyone can help with, uh, with a job going dirty and sideways, it's, it's, it's you four superheroes uh Uber Geek Raiders. Media, thank you for the raid appreciate Hello. it how goes that i am uh i am browbeating them with a 20 something year old uh hunter right now or not hunter <laughs> lower eight lower case hunter right yeah do you, uh it's very fun mel very do you fun. have anything in your notes about uh dorothy winthrop because that name's familiar uh, I don't think I do. Um, oh, no. I don't. Maybe somebody else might, but that name is not immediately ringing a bell to me. Mm-hmm. Was it a name that we saw in the medical files? Maybe. I think it was maybe, but I didn't write it down. I I will cut to the chase for you all. There, no, no, it's not. Okay, it's not. okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I was like, fuck. <laughs> no, it's that. That was just her cover ID. Okay, okay. Um, does your company RV have anything on Alhambra? That's not really how we do things. Um, Alhambra is that a thing? Is that? It's a it's it's a prison. Uh, I don't think there was anything to suggest that prisons were involved. Um, they've been doing messing with experimental drugs, so I was wondering if that if well, you had any info. Uh, I'm sorry to say I don't. Uh, no. Uh, I can tell you that there were. Uh. Mostly it's the White Hall centers that we were interested in. However, there were a few communities out to the west 
that reported, um, well, they reported wholesale groupings of deaths. Like we're talking seven, eight deaths all within the span of about 48 hours or so. Oh. And then it would go two months without one. And then another one of these just slaughter fests of some kind. Same location or, or like they're moving, like they're migrating, like a nest of migrating vampires. That's See, that's exactly what we were thinking. I'm glad there's somebody here who understands how this business works. Yes, Sister, ex- sister LeBlanc's been training me. Sister LeBlanc. Okay, you have a sister. That's, that's great. No, uh, she's a nun. She used to be... Well, I can't tell you who she used to be with. Well... I can I guess. Know. I'm sure now. You've given me enough information to me. I'm sorry. Don't don't tell anybody. Okay. Oh, I think they're gonna come for you now. Look out. You know, I'm sure the <laughs> hacker here has got listening devices, and it's gonna. Uh, enough of that. Enough of that. <laughs> I'm pissing those off. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's the question of where you want to go. We've. We can try to get into those centers if you want. I think Maria here looks old enough to probably make it into one of those retirement centers if we want to try the same thing we did with Katya, do round two. So that could work. That's why I was really trying to to talk to y'all. I can't really get in there myself because I'm young. But you, Maria, you're old. I mean, look at you. Just older than you. I'm probably like twice her age. So you are. Yeah. Make jokes because you're in your forties. Like you're really not old. Like, you're a total jerk. Um, okay. I I mean I, I don't know. Like you already tried that tactic and it didn't work. So I'm not necessarily sure the wisdom of taking the same tactic and repeating it a second time when it already didn't work the first time. I don't. You don't have an orderly on the inside. So that's that's what I was thinking. Can. Maybe, Elaine, can you hack in there and, and make an employment file or a hiring package for one of us to go in as a new hire orderly? See, Bubbles, you could have done that. You're young enough that you could have been an orderly. You could have gone in there. See? It, he's younger Do than I you. It took him like, like five minutes to come to up with that idea. I don't think so. And she doesn't look like an orderly to you. Yeah, it just sounds like we need to go in first and you need to visit your uncle and I need to go visit Mr. Ponder. Get a visual. I have to get physical contact for the first contact with the system to get in there. Then I can hack the surveillance cameras to see if they've got any hidden aspects of their building that's on the same channel. You, you might remember I can cause a hell of a ruckus if you need to sneak past places. I I can never forget. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's also this place out west. And like I said, I didn't see any signs of, you know, like victimization or anything. But it was kind of strange. Uh, they... Um, I remember watching this really old movie with my mother once and with, with Aunt Katya. Um, it was a bunch of old people like Maria, and they were um, they found something in like a swimming pool, and they just got 
really virile and strong, and it was aliens or something like that, I think. And that's kind of what was happening here. They, uh, I, it's supposed to be a retirement community, and I was expecting to see them moving about with, you know, walkers and, you know, those little carts with the flags on the back, you know, and everything. But no, that's not what I saw. They were very active, which usually when you look on, you know, the sites for these places, the active is kind of, in my opinion, ironic, because you're not. The only thing you're actively doing is prolonging the suffering of your family members who are paying for your retirement. And while they looked very, uh, they looked very strong, and they looked very fast, and they were, you know, very happy, and I found that suspicious. There wasn't, uh, there wasn't anyone in there who looked like they had pain. They weren't walking anywhere strangely, so I don't Demonic know. possession? No, that sounds like that that drug that those tweakers were on that were beating up Brock. Well, they weren't beating anybody up. They were just... They were moving quickly, and they were playing basketball. Someone had a basketball hoop set up. I mean, these people, they were... They were jumping and running. Clearly, you know, there's something strange happening there. So we could double back on what you've done go out west, take a look at these strangely athletic middle-aged to older people. They were even older than you. Well, thank goodness for that. I mean, there's a there's a cemetery right across the street from the park. I mean, the, the <laughs> jokes write themselves. something to look forward to, you know? I'm pretty sure this place was, is just like a fast lane. But... <laughs> Convenient city planning. Hmm. Oh, right, also everybody. it's gated, which was weird. It's a trailer park. Like I said, luxury trailer parks with a gate around it. That's weird. You are weird people out west. I don't understand. So where are you from? Me? Oh, I'm from mm-hmm. the east. I'm from the real coast. As a transplant from Georgia, it's definitely weird here. Hmm. Just the east, huh? You don't really need any more information than that. So then are we going to divide and conquer? Some of us go out to this luxury trailer park, and some of us, uh, Elaine, you and Maria, go see if you can get into into this uh, care facility. Well, we, I mean, I feel like Elaine and I, I I would say Maria's been there before. Let's, she's a good niece. She's visited her uncle before. I think that's reasonable to say. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you don't remember anything weird going on. It was a, it was a nice place. Like it was, it was actually mm -hmm. pretty nice, uh, affordable actually, Eh, strangely enough, uh, much, much cheaper than some of the other options. Uh, but still had a ton of amenities and round-the-clock care. And there were a couple different wings. There was short-term and long-term care. And then there was, like, specialty care, like, for the wing that you that, you're, um, that your uncle is in, like, a memory care center. So people specifically dealing with dementia and other related memory issues. Yeah, I've been, you know, 
I've been there to see Luther a lot of times. I, I wouldn't stand out to go there. Elaine, I can show you where Mr. Ponder's been set up. Yeah, I think that'd be best. Just remember, we're going to collect information. So, uh, Bubbles, are you going to go with us? Are you going to go with them? If you're going to keep or are you doing your that, own thing? I'm really going to have to shoot you. What is your name? I don't think I... We were introduced. I'm Rena. Rena, I'm Elaine. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you too, Elaine. This is Ow. usually where you... Ex- what The big boy over there. What's his name? And Elaine goes through like... Yeah, well, I Rust already introduced himself, of course. I know Maria. Okay. I'm Alvin. It's a pleasure. Pleasure to meet you too, Alvin. So... I will go ahead and I'll just say this now. You all are assisting in this, so yes, I will, of course, give you a small finder's fee or something like that whenever the gig is paid off by RV. So don't worry about that. This isn't a favor so much as it is a temporary alliance. You are subcontracting, we'll call it. As long as we're fighting the war... It doesn't matter to me. Of course. Yep. Gotta fight that war. Maria, at one hand, is a little offended at, like, taking money to help Katja, but she is greedy, and so Mm. she's, like, she is about to say something, and then it's, like, (laughs) I'm not turning down money. I would have done it for free, but I'm not going to say that out loud. Maria, I'll be able to pay you for my phones, and I'll give the rest of the church to fight the war. Yeah, Elaine's well, got that I'll, drawer for you. I'll buy a new pair of boots too. He's he's is is he seriously like is he's he's adorable. I don't know where you found him, but he's a face very On effective at what he does. And she kind of <laughs> nudges Elaine for mentioning <laughs> kind of his living situation. He is very effective street. at what he does. The street's the best place to live. They can't get you if they can't track you. If you never sleep in the same place twice, I never the monsters do. won't find you. See, she knows. She understands. Nobody looks at the homeless, but I can see all of them when they move through and feed on the innocent. Well, I, I wouldn't say I was homeless. Like, I do get a motel room or something here or there or a bed and breakfast i have a stipend i mean yeah but i I don't have i don't actually have identification or anything like that so oh well they can't track you then can they no i don't even keep a phone for more than a day or two isn't that right marina (laughs) yeah that that really is true he he breaks them in half all the time all the time all right so is the plan then to split uh, half of you are going oh, here on Sevenfold. Hey, what's up? Uh, one of our uh, watches our heart game over on GMP, which is tomorrow night, actually. Um, so is the plan then to split up and have two of you go to, to, to the Sunset Trails and then two of you are going to go to a Whitehall Center? Yep. Okay. Party. You gotta love it. Uh, looking at the time, I think this is probably a good place to stop then, and we'll, we'll pick up on those parts next time uh, as we have like a plan of attack. We do. Uh, 
Yeah. And who is so, who is Rena going with? I have to know if this is going to be well, the next session is going to be antagonism <laughs> or if the it's next hard. session is going to be just Maria really and Elaine. I really do enjoy bringing in antagonistic NPCs. I'm not going to lie. It's very fun. Uh, <laughs> so old in your 40s. I really want uh, her to go with Russ so Russ can just awkwardly be like trying to impress her. <laughs> He's got issues. He has we'll issues. We'll <laughs> I'm going to change the overlay so that Melissa's character is going to be Boomer Baum now. Yes. This one's going to show up. She is 45. I had to look up exactly how old she is. She's 45. That's really old. That I uh, (laughs) I only vaguely remember what 45 was like. So uh, I must be one of the people getting ready to sprint across the street to the cemetery. (laughs) Google says the youngest boomer is 55. And guess what? I'm 55. (laughs) Oh, look at that. And you're playing the youngest one in the party, though. That's funny. (laughs) Young at heart. That's great. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, let's close some close some plugs. Um, Aaron, what's going on in Garblag? Let's see. Garblag next week um, on Monday. They're playing City of Mists. This is all at uh, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, so they're playing City of Mists on Monday, Tuesday. Uh, is Coriolis, I believe. Wednesday, uh, we're going to be back to Once Upon a Time in the Old World Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition that I play in. Thursday during the day, we're going to be playing a D&D one-shot run by Al Dune, and I'll be playing a Zentorum Sniper in that. Thursday uh-huh. night, we'll be back uh, at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time for some more Octum Cthulhu as mm-hmm. we s- do a suicide attack <laughs> against a uh, compound of... Uh, Armed monks and super oh, science God. Nazis. We are then, so screwed. Uh, yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to die Thursday night. And then yes. Friday, I get to come back and uh, run some Blades in the Dark. Jeff gets to play in that. We're going to do some downtime after a successful mm-hmm. score earlier today. Uh, and that's Scarblack next week. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, as for the rest of us, uh, you can catch us tomorrow as we are going to be playing some Wondering Second Edition right here mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. channel. Uh, tomorrow night over on Grim and Perilous Plays, I run a heart game, and you can catch up, uh, catch us there. We're getting near the end of that campaign, actually, getting in the last arc. Uh, let's see. Sunday, I'll be over on Steam Still Murder playing some Shadowrunners. We're starting up a new arc. I think the final arc, actually, and I think we're going to be starting a new system. So we've been jumping to different systems, and we're doing Shadowruns Second Edition. Uh, and then Monday, we'll be back on our own channel once more. Uh, playing some Hala, the Savage Worlds, uh, oh. wonderful Appalachian uh, Appalachian Apocalypse folk uh, folk horror game. Uh, it's really great. Uh, so that's it for us. Uh, Going to go ahead and raid our friends over at the Defenders who are playing, looks like, DCC. Uh, so thanks for everyone who hung out tonight. Thanks to you, those of you who threw out some bits and stuff at the beginning. Uh, thank you to the raid as well. Uh we really do appreciate Uber it. Uber Geek Media. Thank Uber you. Uber Geek Media. That's what I was looking for, just to make sure. Uh, but that's it. Uh, follow the raid. Make us look good and enjoy the rest of your weekend. So, bye bye. <laughs>